Imagine being able to play your favourite games on your TV with a basic controller and no hardware. A game changer? LG seems to think so. Let's talk after this. Hello and welcome once again to Cloudburst, the next generation in discussion shows. I'm Rock and if you're interested in cloud gaming and intelligent conversation, you're in the right place. Each week we tackle one big cloud gaming question. No holds barred and no platform left unturned. Now before I introduce my panel for today, please subscribe if you're new here, hit the like button and check out Team Rock membership by tapping the join button. My panel are well-known and highly respected content creators, each renowned for deep insight, wide knowledge, and a long list of achievements. Now, Eddie has stepped down from the panel to spend more time with his family, so we want to wish him the very best and sincere gratitude for being a founding Cloudburster. From today, we will be welcoming a special guest every week to the panel, and today's guest is Jerry from Tech Planet Gaming and Cloud Gaming Extreme. Jerry, good to see you, and thanks for joining us today. You've been a cloud gaming enthusiast for some time. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. Absolute pleasure. It's a, it's a real pleasure, and uh, thank you for joining us. So uh, let's also introduce our regular cloud-bursting panel. Starting, of course, with Avery, Chase, Clive, and Lloyd. Avery, how has your week been? Uh, you know, it's been a busy week, but it's been a good week. Uh, you know, just getting back into the normal, the, the normalcy of things, uh, as as normal as life is in in my part of the world right now. But you know, we're we're, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. <laughs> and Lloyd, looking very much like you've been on a desert island for some months there. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been epic, man. I, I all the hair that I find, I just glue to my face, and it's working out. It's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I've been living my late my my life in eight bits or sixteen bit, playing some Scott Pilgrim. So uh, it's been a, it's been a good week, man. Ah, uh, well, it's a beautiful looking thing. And talking of beautiful looking things, right beside you is, of course, my good friend Clive. <laughs> uh, fashioning of the the Hitman attire. I think for the coming Hitman Three. How are you, Clive? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's been it's been a busy week. It's been a good week. I've been enjoying some of the stuff coming out. CSS, uh, CS. Uh, I want a robot. I want a Samsung robot in my house to help me with the dishwasher. Yes. Did you see that? Yeah. That's, That's exactly what, what everybody everybody needs a Samsung robot. I think to empty and... the dishwasher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lastly, but no means least, Chase. How are you, my friend? It is good to see you all. I'm sorry I've been uh, missing in action for the past few weeks, but it's good to be in the company of amazing individuals and talking about cloud gaming again. And it's been uh, it's been an interesting week for me, but <laughs> I'm ready to I'm ready to tackle this uh, this week's question. Well, it's great to have you back, and we've missed you, so that's good news. Okay, so uh, without further ado, today's question is: uh, Will embedding apps in TVs be a cloud game? changer so let's start at the top with the uh, a and my good friend avery what are your thoughts on this avery so this is a, an interesting moment for cloud gaming because the the true modus operandi behind cloud gaming is play anywhere on any device you want uh any screen anywhere anytime and the challenge with that has been there's always a dongle. There's always a plug-in. There's always a something that you have to have to make it work if you want to play on the biggest screen in your house or TV. If it is Luna, you've got to have an Amazon Fire Stick. If it is Stadia, you've got to have a Chromecast, uh, Chromecast Ultra to be precise. Uh, if it's anything else, you're just not going to get to do it. Uh, well, if, I guess if you have an NVIDIA Shield, uh, then you can do GeForce Now. But there's always got to be some other kind of attachment, yet another thing you have to buy. So moving 
to the next logical moment for this. You know, if you look at your, uh, your your Samsung TV, your LG TV remote, there's a Netflix button on it, probably. You know, they spent the money on that. Maybe there's a Spotify button on it. Maybe there's a, a Hulu uh, or, or whatever else. And so the idea that, no, 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 I just want my TV to give me the entertainment, like just, just let my TV do it, is already beginning to get ingrained in folks. So the next logical step is, well, why not do that with games? Well, you know, up until now, you could probably do a, like a Flappy Bird or, or something like that on a, on a TV, but you're not playing console quality AAA major tier games on a on just a smart TV. Smart TVs are just for for YouTube and and Netflix and things. Well, Stadia came along, and GeForce Now came along, and Luna came along, and somebody said. Why can't I just, uh, you're still you're still just streaming. I got to do one more thing, which is get some bit of signal back up there for the controller, but you're still just streaming a picture to me with sound and video. Why can't we just do that with video games? And so now LG making the big move of its official Stadia and probably GeForce Now, even though they pulled that part of the press release, uh, are coming later this year. That's the next logical step in this to eliminate the dongle, eliminate the add-on, eliminate the extra box that you have to have and just make it, I'm going to play. I think this is a huge move for cloud gaming. I think it's the right move for cloud gaming. And I think this is the one that puts it in millions of homes, not just thousands or hundreds of thousands. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, Chase. Um, so I think, I think Avery's spot on. I, I actually have a little bit of a different take on this, but in a good way, it actually adds on to what Avery just said. I, I think there's a bigger game being played here by these companies. And I, I actually started off talking about this at the beginning of the year about the movement that we were seeing in a lot of companies have been focusing into the terminology entertainment, right? Stadia games and entertainment, um, as an example, and trying to consolidate or move things into one concise package with content, whether that's games, TV, or movies. One of the things that was very interesting, and I'll, I'm going to tie all this together, is we saw that The Mandalorian was uh, actually developed and designed with what? Unreal Engine through Epic Games. A future is about to, to happen here, ladies and gentlemen, where we're going to see what is called seamless content. And you're already seeing companies set the building blocks for this right now. Uh, we saw Google and, and Clive and I were uh, talking about this with uh, a, a couple of us here, you know, before we went live about how um, there was an, a recent interview basically where Google was admitting that they were trying to rebrand Google TV to where it's a one-stop shop for all types of content. And eventually what's going to happen is what we interpret today as, hey, this is the gaming app. I'm going to now move over to Netflix we do that transition and we see it happen in real time. The, the new move that's about to happen is you're going to be in these living, breathing worlds where as soon as you're done with the TV show, you're going to move into a game. That's the next step that's happening here. And the way that they're working to achieve this is exactly what Avery was just saying is they want to take away the hardware requirement and put this into as many hands as possible because it's all about exposure. It's about folks that they watch a TV show like The Mandalorian, right? Never were interested in a video game and all of a sudden go, you know what? I want to continue that story. I want to go into that episodic game that's being offered where I can be The Mandalorian and you literally go out of the show into the game. It's, it's being set up in front of us in our very eyes, uh, before our very eyes. And I think this is just the baby step. We're, we, what is being done here in the background, they are literally trying to move towards this future. And it, it, it's small steps right now with the cloud, but look at Ubisoft, now going to be developing a Star Wars game that's an MMORPG <laughs> expansive world. This is the future that we're working towards. And it's the cloud is going to be the only way where this can be achieved. And that's why you're seeing a lot of this movement happen the way that it is, in my opinion. Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, Clive? Yeah, I, I agree with both Avery and Chase there. Uh, just uh, The only distinction I'd make, and it's a semantic one, is, is I wouldn't question whether it's it was a it's a like a move it's more the the destination the sort of final destination really this is the whole point you know the the idea they, they've only for instance, we look at stadia for instance they only provided a dongle because that was the only real way at the moment that you could kind of play stadia on your on your tv for example 
the destination is they want to eradicate having to sell dongles and they'd rather you rely on the smart tv interface and then you know as avery said you know there was a time when for instance to listen to your music you had to listen to it on a cd and listen watch your dvds you needed a dvd a dvd player to play your games you needed some some sort of on on your tv like a console of some sort and then you know ironically you saw which was a bit of a downfall for the um og xbox is that they kind of marketed it as a media center so then there was this whole push to you know hey you know play you know watch your films play your games through one single box well now they've kind of eradicated the box and it's all through the tv and now gaming is i mean it's been mainstream for quite a while but in terms of it being a genuine entertainment choice now between do i listen to music do i watch a film do i watch some tv or do i play a game it's simply they're all compete they're no longer competing in their little silos they're all competing for our time um and so inevitably you just make that um accessible as possible via the tv and it's it's really going to be who's can uh, own that operating system and therefore hopefully push their product so if it's a google tv you think it's stayed you'd be pushing their gaming product but at the same time sorting out not just tv and film entertainment but all your entertainment so it's easily searchable and then giving you the options and then a couple of presses of buttons and and you're you're playing away and then it's and it's in the interest as we've seen you know sony for some time have had this uh, uh, notion of you know that's why they've invested in tv and film studios so they can buy up assets so they can make games on it that will then sell playstations will sell tvs and stuff and so it suits their kind of strategy as well really is like if they can get these products built into their tvs which sell their products whether it's entertainment or just the tvs themselves then that is the ultimate destination so i'd say it's less a move and more the kind of ultimate and inevitable destination in the same way it has been for music tv and film and now you know it's games games is going to you know absolutely follow the same path that we've seen tv and music follow fantastic and uh, over to you jerry yeah so for me i agree with what everybody is saying but i have some reservations when it comes to the tv apps because for me i'm a huge tv buff i've owned quite a few 4k tvs a couple of years ago, Apple moved their Apple um, TV and movies and stuff over to some TVs. It's on my Samsung uh, 2018 right here. But the UI on this TV is still so clunky and still gives me so many issues that I won't use any of the apps on it. So I could see why they're only wanting to push, like, say, Stadia and GeForce now on the new TVs that are going to be coming out because of hardware issues. Because when people think of streaming games, they don't really realize the device you were streaming to also needs to be powerful enough to at least handle a smooth experience for you in the UI, in the app, for the stream, and that kind of thing. So when I saw the announcement and made my video for this on, on LG having this, it was exciting because I want to see cloud hit more places and I want more people to get to experience it. And I think they're definitely moving in the right direction. But for me, and I think it was Chase saying baby steps, and we're just now kind of, kind of getting there, cloud gaming in general is still in its baby steps in its infancy and i think we're still a good at least three years away from cloud gaming becoming what we would consider mainstream uh gaming out of the so so many people that play on pc and console and all that type of thing my other concern is fragmentation you can get netflix on every single tv you buy will you be able to get luna stadia geforce now shadow pc any of those types of things all on each tv or will each one start having exclusivity deals are we going to get fragmented where xCloud only comes out on Samsung, Stadia comes out on LG and so forth? Because I don't like to see that kind of that kind of thing happen. So while I'm really excited to see what it can do, it's only coming out on new TVs. We're not going to have millions of people yet buy new TVs for 2021 and 2022 um, to get it in enough hands. But I think over the next, as I usually say, three to five years, it is going to be a game changer. It will make a difference. Uh, but the experience has to be there. And most TVs don't even have Ethernet. And a lot of people's Wi-Fi just does not work well on TVs for apps like that. So I have reservations, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Very good point. Uh, and finally, Lloyd. 
Yeah, gaming gaming's had an interesting um, opinion from people in my time playing um, games back in the arcades early in the day. Uh, only the, uh, the the burnouts and the uh, and the and, and the heavy metal heads went to arcades, and it was a dangerous place for people. And then uh, consoles came out, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, gaming's for kids. Gaming's for kids." And if you if you went out in public and said, "Hey, I'm I played video games last weekend," you got made fun of. But then smartphones came out. And now, all of a sudden, everybody's a gamer, although they don't like being called gamers. It's like, I'm not a gamer. Well, you played 17 hours of Candy Crush last night, so yeah, you are. Um, and that's kind of how things have gone. And I can see similar things happening to uh, the the industry when things start getting baked into televisions. So we had um, we had Bravia TVs back in like 2015, 2015 that had this crazy cross media bar interface and they had PlayStation now built into it. Um, didn't really make PlayStation now uh, explode into the market. Um, and now, and there was some Samsung, Samsung TVs and some other brands as well. It didn't really make PlayStation now explode into the market because at the time PlayStation now was uh, not the best service. We'll say it was 720p and it only played PlayStation three games that has changed a lot. Um, but what I can see happening is something similar to people saying, ah, oh, games are for kids. I don't play games. Games are for losers. But they play phone games. The same thing happens to your television. When you buy a new TV that has Chromecast built in and it has the Stadia icon right there and it has like, a GeForce Now icon and, and xCloud icon and all whatever icons come built in, um, I, I think the industry is going to change again uh, for the better. Um, so we currently have issue or issues. We have situations now where, um, where you'll get a new remote on a new TV and there'll be one, two, three, five, six, twelve different icons with logos on it. And the reason why they're there, uh, Roku gets money every single time, uh, they ship a TV that has a Netflix icon on it, uh, or a Disney plus icon. And I could see something similar happening where you buy the new LG TV and it comes with a Stadia controller, or you buy the new Roku TV and it comes with an 8-bit Doe uh, SN30 Pro Plus controller. And that'll be just another way of uh, TV manufacturers making money by baking in other people's content. Um, but once we get to the world where everybody has these new TVs that have Chromecast built in, um, the fact that Chromecast can can deep look into the app, they can do deep searching into the apps. Uh, you could be watching, say, season two of Stranger Things on Netflix. And then when you get back to the menu, it's like, hey, you just watched Stranger Things. Did you know that Stranger Things, the video game, is now available in Stadia? And you could just click here and play it. You buy it. It comes right out of your account, whatever's linked to your television. And they can start doing this synergistic content thing with um, with video streaming, with music streaming, and with game streaming, and just tie all this stuff together to really have one um, one world, one one store, a uh, virtual store to kind of rule them all, where you can get your video content, your TV content, your movie content, your uh, music content, and now your video game content. Uh, so I think this is going to be really, really huge for um, for cloud streaming, uh, a cloud gaming, and the gaming industry in in general, because you're going to have people that say, I don't, I'm not a gamer. I did play seven hours of Assassin's Creed Valhalla last night, but I'm not a gamer. It's just built into my TV. And you're going to, you're going to see the industry kind of make changes in, in that regards, just like they did when things went from arcades to home consoles, home consoles to phones. And now it's going to be phones to cloud streaming baked into your television. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Lloyd. And uh, now out to the rest of you. I would say it's interesting because uh, in the recent interviews, I was saying to Chase referenced it earlier that we were talking, there was an interview in Engadget with the head of Android TV and the head of Google TV. And in it, they talked about how with Google TV especially, is they, they really want Google TV just to be the interface by which you can access and search for all your entertainment and it's as seamless as possible now with some apps like netflix and stuff like that it means google has to have a conversation with them so that uh, netflix gives them sort of more access to sort of what's underneath netflix as it were so they can really get down there and sort of search and they don't have as i understand it that quite the same access with amazon for obvious reason so 
which they're trying to negotiate with Amazon to get more access so that they can uh, reveal more of Amazon's uh, content uh, because that's what Google's about. It's sort of trying to not be exclusive. It's trying to say our, our whole raison d'etre is, is sorting out the world's information. And when it comes to TV and film and entertainment, we want to be the interface by which we sort out all your uh entertainment and so it's important that they have these close relationships with what we might consider to be the competition uh, like amazon so i think that touches a bit on what jerry's mentioned about this fragmentation uh and i think if unless companies take that approach and say you know unless amazon for instance have a more open mind or apple especially and say okay you come to us we will allow you to access the world of entertainment not our our world of entertainment no we want we want to you know consumers want to be able to access the world of entertainment whether that's you know if you're on lg and you go via state you know you have a choice of stadia or nvidia or even potentially you know ps now it's in the interest that everybody's baked in in the same way that disney is baked into all the tvs and netflix is baked into all these tvs and that those companies sort of allow people like google who make the interface kind of give them all the information sort of beneath that so that it's easy for people to search and find that content and that will hopefully kind of eradicate that problem which is a potential problem that jerry mentioned of fragmentation which i could see is an issue unless you know companies sort of free themselves up a bit well you end up so if if the end goal is that you have one interface one search you know, uh, it, it in thinking about like the Google TV ecosystem, I don't see a very far off future where you hit the search key on your Google TV interface and you type in Star Wars and it doesn't say Star Wars, A New Hope, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Star Wars, Mandalorian on, on uh, Disney TV. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Star and just gives you all of those and you you take your oh okay uh, uh, cool I'll hit uh, Fallen Order and then just put the remote down grab the controller that's already synced up and you're just playing uh, you know Star Wars uh, the Phantom Menace soundtrack Spotify and, and it's just the one search and that's that is Google to a T to yeah. have one search. One search that just gives you everything that you could possibly want. And if that's on your TV, it's going to be all of the content that you could possibly want to consume. If that's on your, they could even take that back to the browser. If, if you are on your browser uh, right now and you type in Star Wars, it can say, here's the movies, here's the shows, here's the games, here's the soundtrack, here's the website, here's the everything. And it just leads you there. The, the challenge is making sure that all of those things are accessible. Um, finding the game doesn't do you any good if you can't play the game so the the interfaces need to know what resources you have available they need to know that you you have a controller and there's no reason they couldn't do that if you're already using a tv that has google tv baked in or a web os tv on the lg side or whatever else that TV knows that you've signed into Hulu and that you've signed into Netflix and that you've hooked up a PlayStation and that you've hooked up an Xbox and that you've done, it knows all of those things. So it's not a far leap at all for, and that you've hooked up a soundbar and that you've got it connected to your Google home. So there's all these Chromecast devices or that you get it collected to your Alexa. So there's no reason it can't go, oh, it's about dinner time and you're searching for, you know, soundtracks cool do you want to did you want to play that over here did you want to and and just let it all kind of roll together to be the one interface the one search what here here's the part that i think there and i don't have the the data in front of me the, the article that i was reading but there was a really interesting study that was done and i think it was um overseas they were looking at how content portfolios are built out and how the content portfolios of the future are going to be looked at and one of the things that they're noticing is the current purchasing blocks. But the, again, these companies always are forward thinkers. They look at what's the next generation coming up and what is their, their consumption habits. And it's not via search. I, I think this is one of the things that, that, and why I was starting off with the conversation about these ex expansive worlds, the, the generation coming up wants a, a, um, a, a cohesive world and experience. So they want to go into the world of star Wars and it's just the world of star Wars. 
it's movies, it's TV, and then they move to a game. It's not in a search function. That that will still all exist. I don't I don't think that's ever going to go away. And I think, again, as as Jerry pointed out, they're going to start with the baby steps first. They can't just go into this crazy full force into that type of, of, of thought process. But, but that is what they're setting up. They are working towards this. They want to do this because they know it makes money. Like imagine walking in, like we heard Jade Raymond talk about um, specifically uh, the, the Westworld type of experience. I think we misinterpreted that a little bit. I think she wasn't just talking about games. I think she's talking about entertainment as a whole where you're literally the person going into whatever the world is. And there's all kinds of content. We see it with Fortnite, where you're watching it, uh, live events inside the game. That is exactly what they're working towards here. That's the, that's the goal because it's all about keep the money in whatever that ecosystem is like in star Wars. It'll be some unique currency <coughs> that you buy that you get, and it'll stay in that ecosystem. And then just one other quick thing to, to the point of, um, I think Jerry brought up about the exclusivity. I think initially you'll see some companies do, small term deals where it'll be initial rollouts, but these companies are not going to landlock themselves. They're going to want to get on as many TVs as they possibly can. They they will not do long-term exclusivity deals in that type of capacity. Like we expect in gaming right now. I do think, I think Lloyd mentioned it about the icons. That's where I see more of that being the case where they'll say, okay, well, Netflix, you want to be at the forefront, fine, pay the money to get onto the controller. Beyond that, they're not going to landlock themselves. They're going to want to make as much capital and as much money as possible. It's all about exposure. Yeah, there'll be mar- so there'll be marketing deals, for instance, as you say, Chase, where they go, uh, you know, we'll give you three months to X, you know, game games pass if you buy this Samsung TV, whatever. But all the apps will be there. You Stadia, Xbox, PS Now, you know, Nvidia, whatever. They'll be on there, but obviously there'll be marketing opportunities for the individual companies. And as somebody mentioned earlier, you know, and we'll give you a controller, you know, an Xbox controller. We'll give you a Stadia controller, whatever it is. But yeah, absolutely, they all need to be on there. Uh, so as to, you know, you, you don't make that to say, well, actually I'm in the Xbox, um, eco space, but I don't like Samsung TVs. I want LG and they only do stay. Do you know what I mean? That's just not a good kind of consumer ending. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be really, um, key that when TVs start shipping with a game enabled, whatever moniker they, they choose to put on their televisions, that the actual TV itself comes with a controller. And I could see that's why they'd partner with like an, an 8-bit dough or something because they're 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 a lot cheaper. Um, but what I could also see happening is when I bought a new, I just bought a new Roku TV upstairs because it was on ridiculous sale right after Christmas. And we had an old 32-inch 720p TV was our living room TV because we don't watch TV in the living room, which is terrible. Um, but I upgraded to a 4K TV that fits in. We have this old entertainment center that has very specific um, um, places where, uh, where I could fit something in. Finally found a big TV. Everything was great. Uh, plugged it in got it working and I'm, I'm watching stuff and I'm like, I don't want Crave, which is a streaming service up here in Canada. I've had it before, blah, blah, blah. And it kept popping me. It's popping up things saying, Hey, you could watch this on Crave TV. I'm like, no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, you can watch it with two months free. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Signed up for Crave. Um, started watching all the stuff that I wanted to. And just, just like what you were saying, uh, Clive, I, I could see agreements with that happening. It's like, hey, do you want to play the latest Uncharted game that just dropped? You can do that in PlayStation Now. Here you go. Here's three months free. Um, but as long as they include a, a, a controller or pretty much every TV now has their own smartphone app. Um, the smartphone app could have a, a little touch controls. And it's going to say, this is going to give you, um, you'll be able to play games with this, but it's not the optimum experience. So after using it a couple times, I could see something popping up saying, hey, would you like to purchase a controller for $30? Just click here. And since like Roku, they they keep your payment methods. Google has your, your Google Play stuff. Microsoft holds your credit card. Uh, it'll be really easy to say, yes, I would like to buy a, a lovely blue xbox series x controller for 40 dollars, and i click a button and it arrives at my house the other day and then you can continue playing your games from there so i I think it's it's key at the start that these tv manufacturers start including a controller of some sort whether it's just an 8-bit dough or a a, a partnership with some other company because all these controllers are interchangeable nowadays um, except for stadia so hopefully bluetooth support comes to stadia and allows that to happen um, but it, it's going to be key that they have some way for people to play initially but then another way for people to play with the right controller either because it's included 
or it's like a next day air super cheap thing that you can get through some partnership with one of their uh, content providers. Well, that's where that's where Amazon's going to have the leg up because with Luna. So I I don't know if any of you guys have noticed this. I've never seen this before this week. I've been uh, I've ordered a couple things off of Amazon, get some new lights for the room. You know, I want that blue to be a, a better blue over there. And uh, one of the options I had was overnight delivery. I could have that package on my doorstep between 4 a.m. and 8 a.m. tomorrow. So it would be here when I woke up. Can you imagine a situation where you're you're sitting on the, the couch, you you scroll through the thing, it says, Hey, did you know Luna's got uh Luna's got games because you got your fire stick plugged in? And it says, You want a controller? 30 bucks on a special deal, and it's here tomorrow when you wake yeah. up. And it's I, right there. I, I don't wanna I don't wanna eat one of my things that I wanted to talk about tomorrow on, on StadiaCast, but I guess I'll do it here. You guys get the sneak preview. Um, but I just did something really awesome on my Xbox. So I have an Xbox Series X and I've been looking for a play and charge kit because I hate putting freaking um, um, batteries into my controller. It's such a waste. I hate it, kills the, kills the environment. It's the worst thing in the world, but you can't find play and charge kits anywhere. Not in Canada, not in Winnipeg, maybe other places. Maybe, maybe they're all shipped to some other country, but they're not up here. So I was just on the Xbox store. I was looking for DLC for something. And then right at the top of the page, it's like Microsoft play and charge kit. I'm like, what? So I go up to it. I click on it and it's like, yeah, you want to buy one? And I was like, yes, I hit the buy button. It came out of the Xbox credit that I already had on my Xbox. I didn't have to put anything in. And two days later, it's at my doorstep. It would have probably been the next day, except I ordered it at like 10 p.m. at night. So that is what all these TVs, that's what all these ecosystems have to do. There's no reason why if you're a Stadia player, you can't go to the game store and then right at the top, it's like, hey, do you need a controller? Click here and you click there. It, it hits your Google Play account and it gets sent out this way. All this stuff will happen, um, but the really good uh, TV uh, vendors or app makers or whoever's going to be handling this needs to have this in at the start because they're going to kind of set the tone for the rest of the industry. But there has to be a quick and easy way to get a controller if you're going to start baking games into it. But one of the stupidest devices that ever came out was the Apple TV when they added games to it because you can't play games with that stupid little controller that I it's the bane of my existence except if you're except if you're trying to do like crossy road and you're just hitting a button if that if that works that's fine but there needs to be a controller built in or an easy way that I could go in the interface and say hey I need a controller for my Apple TV and it's like here's the steel series it's 60 bucks do you want it yep next thing you know it's overnighted to you from the Apple store so all TV manufacturers or app um, vendors need to have that stuff built in I agree. I like the fast shipping idea, but again, it's a barrier. And just like uh, how a lot of people want free to try Stadia or free to try GeForce now, but then they will, they used to stop you and say, but put in your credit card and then try for free. And it's like, no, uh, we don't want to have to do that. The TVs definitely need to come with a controller if they're coming with cloud gaming. I don't care if it's a cheap, horrible controller that at least works good enough so that if someone says, wow, I do want to try that, they can try it right now. They don't want to go through the process of ordering it, getting it tomorrow and trying it tomorrow. They want to try it now. And then if they like it, have that little pop-up come up top that says, if you want the best experience, get this controller by tomorrow. We see you're playing Stadia. We see you're playing GeForce now or whatever. But I think if there's no controller or way to play right in a box, it's going to just hamper it uh, right from the beginning. You want no barriers for people to jump in and give it a shot. I think that's absolutely right. And I think what you'll find, we've seen a real move, the marketing move by TV companies to really focus on game enabled because they realize gaming is such an important part of people's lives now. I mean, it is such made, it's not, it used to be with TVs. Oh, watch your sport, you know, special sports mode to watch enhanced sports because they knew most people bought a tv especially in america to watch you know nfl whatever and that kind of stuff and so it was all about that or special movie features you know to give it a cinematic look and feel and, and then the sort of you had to know oh actually there's a special game setting which will kind of take some of the processing off so that you you know you, you reduce that latency and lag on, on your console, which 90% of people have no idea. So they're sitting there playing their Xbox with kind of added 60 milliseconds, you know, lag and latency. They don't even know. 
and they moan about you know latency and lag on stadium and things like that they don't even know they've kind of just factored in 60 milliseconds because they don't know there's this little kind of tucked behind in away in the settings uh, something where you could sort of you know have a game enhancement but now and you saw it with lg it's front and center right on the box game enhanced because tv companies know gaming is so important so the inevitable next step is exactly what jerry says and and it's a great idea i think that lloyd was saying there is just put a controller in in with it and i i genuinely you know thinking about it, what you guys have said i genuinely think that will be a default yeah your tv will come with a remote and a game controller simple sim simple as i mean it, it, it is inevitable because as I say the gaming element is such a important sort of marketing tool that they you know stamp on the box now saying game enhanced inevitably game enhanced and controller included it's got to be the, the inevitable step that i mean and that's that's exactly i think everybody's been spot on with this so far is the the future isn't separation it's cohesion and it's very much going to be about th this 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 move. And again, I know I'm, I'm I, I talk today very much from a forward thinking process, like really far ahead into the future. But today starts the move that they're moving towards this. And it's and again, it's going to be very much shows, movies, games. It doesn't matter. You just pick whatever you want on that day in that world. If you're about Minecraft and you like Minecraft, well, guess what? We're showing a brand new movie of Minecraft. And when you get done walk right down the road in the actual virtual environment and there's the game. And it looks exactly the same as the show you were just watching. You don't know any difference that, that all the handoffs and the exchanges with the apps are happening behind the scenes. You don't get to see it. It's just, you're just in the world. So everybody's spot on. I, I, I think this is exactly what's going to happen. And LG, it's interesting. They're focused so far on gaming. They're ahead of the pack on this. Like they're really like saying, look, we already know this is where we're going in the future's headed. We're not even waiting for anybody else. A lot of companies are hesitant. They'll see what the other competition's going to do before they make a big leap like that. LG's like, nah, we're not waiting. We are going to be at the forefront of this, and we're going to be the leaders. And it's 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 interesting. It's very interesting to see them do this. The, you know, the best part of, of all this, sorry, sorry real ahead, quick, and then you can jump in, Avery. The best part of all this is I hope this means that we get another PlayStation phone like device that comes with our tvs because that was the coolest thing it was a terrible device but it's just like it's a phone click oh it's a controller i want something <laughs> like that with my remote controls and so that will be the, the basic way that you play games it'll be like a steam controller that's built into a remote control that you slide open and the the phone the the, the thing up top could even be like a touchpad or something that would be the easiest way for them to control to include a controller that you only really need to see when you slide it open um and that would be a really good way for like an lg or uh or a um, Hisense or what, whatever um, TCL, whatever TV manufacturer to include a controller and a remote without having extra stuff that people aren't going to use. Yeah, I, I got to wonder, Chase, you kind of you, you kind of sparked something in my brain here. I wonder how much of this is an end of the road for TV manufacturers approaching and they had to find a way to do something else. At a certain point... Uh, if you go to Best Buy and you compare 68 different 4K TVs, it's the <laughs> same damn TV. It's, oh, this one has a 1 million to 1 contrast ratio, but this one has a 1 million 64 <laughs> to 1. Like, it doesn't matter. And most consumers are going, which one can I get for 400 bucks? That's what they're doing. The, the, the average consumer does not care that you have, that your pixel size has been reduced to 68 and my it doesn't matter. So they're running out of doodads. They're running out of bells and whistles to, to keep convincing somebody to buy the next TV. We talked about this way, way several, several weeks ago about you pretty much get to 4K and then the pretty much the next thing is going to be 8K, but that's a long time away and and people are going to invest in that. So we're approaching a point where the, the get a new TV every four year cycle for the world cup or for the, whatever, where we might be reaching the end of the road. So LG is reading the writing on the wall. The next thing that they can milk the consumer with is, Oh, well, Hey, it's this game enabled TV. And then the next one's going to be, yeah. And now it's 144 refresh gamers. Cause you want that. Oh, and now it's uh, cloud enabled with ultra low latency gamers. You want that. Oh, now it's stream capable gamers. There's a camera in it. And like, 
that's got to be the next thing. They've got to figure out what the next thing is to convince you that you need to replace the 60-inch TV you have with a 62-inch TV because reasons. They have to come out with a new reason, and LG's just happens to be the first one that, that maybe thought of it, LG and Stadia, and cut a big old check for that. I can see, actually, you know, I can see TVs coming with built-in cameras. Oh, it's it's going to happen. Because, you know, COVID has shown, you know, like a lot of things, what COVID has shown over the last year is, you know, working from home, communicating with relatives and stuff like that, whatever. And without having to buy, you know, it's all about not having to buy extra bits. Uh, so I can imagine a little, actually, a little camera. Yeah, Sam, Samsung have those. Um, I mean, they all, yeah, they, all, they always have, but they're making a big play of it with their 2021 models with right. um, built-in Google Hangouts. So uh, essentially, yeah, exactly with what you're saying. With the camera built into the... Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, Clive, what, one of the reasons <laughs> that I think that that's probably, to your point real quick, just to add to it, and maybe it'll let you elaborate a little bit more, but the the, the, the part with this is, this goes back to this interconnected experience about these <laughs> we're going to be living these games. And I, and I think that's the part that I don't know that that's set in for us just yet. Cause that, that blows my mind every time I say that out loud, that's never something I ever would have imagined would happen in my lifetime, but that's where we're heading. We're literally going in this direction and you can just see it in how the entertainment industry is handling entertainment. And now how the gaming industry is jumping into entertainment. When, who would have thought Epic games with unreal engine would be involved with Disney and Lucasfilm. That blew my mind when I found that. I went, what? You have to be kidding me that they're powering a TV show where you can just tell their whole eye is, we're going to make a game. <laughs> like that, that, is, yeah. that is the movement that's trying to happen there in that. It's, We've got all the assets <laughs> on the hard drive already. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's absolutely, you know, the merge, as you say, it's a seamless, it's inevitable as the things become closer and closer, the way we consume all the entertainment through one way, the way they make it, as you say, that you know, Avery was saying, you know, the shared assets. I mean, you literally, you just go, "Oh, we're making a game." You don't happen to have the, you know, the, the Mandalorian. Well, yeah, hello, <laughs> we've 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 made all the sets, you know, the virtual sets. Here you are, and you literally, it's not even like a a vague representation of the TV show. It's literally the same landscapes and assets as a tv show i mean it's you know it's just incredible if you think about it well and disney's already kind of really taking this concept of you live everything together to heart look at look at all that they're doing with star wars and uh star wars is is i almost like the it's a death star it's 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 not a space station or it's not a moon it's a space station they're really kind of getting into this concept of like let's see here with star wars we've got movies We've got TV shows. We've got video games. We've got a theme park land. We've got a hotel with a complete, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but in at, at uh, Walt Disney World Resort, they're building the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, where from the moment you step into that hotel, you are not you anymore. You are now somebody living in the universe of Star Wars, and everything that happens during the two days you stay at that hotel, including a, a an onboarding by the, emperor, by the Empire that takes over the hotel is happening to you in universe and then you simply take that back to by the way we went ahead and uh sent you a code for for three free months of disney plus thank you for staying at the galactic star cruiser watch the mandalorian now season 17 streaming so it's every single bit of it start to finish is connected and then it's like oh and by the way your tv happens to know that you did all this stuff because you were just there and I, I, it, it, there's something else that you you made me think of that it's it's horrifying. It's the floaty chair future from from Wally. <laughs> it really is that there is no yeah. there's no the lines are blurring. There's yeah. at this point for for not most people I don't think, but for a lot of people there's no there's no de delineation between work and home anymore. That was already the case for many people in white collar jobs where, yeah, it might be 1030 at night, but you got to take the call from the client. And now if your TV is going to have zoom on it and your Google home hub, the big one is where you're having your meat and that's sitting on your desk where right next to it, you've got the controller for the game you're playing. And next to that, or the, is the paperwork for your work and your kids school. It's everything is blurred together. 
that's that still it's the floaty chair future and i don't know how how good i feel about any of that but uh but it is the reality that we're living in that literally all the lines are blurring together it, there was a really interesting time when DVDs were not new. They had been out for a few years, and it was getting close to when Blu-rays were coming out. And you used to be able to go into a store and just buy the movie and then buy the format you want. But then they started coming out with the, the, the mega packs. It's like you buy a movie, and it comes with the DVD version, the Blu-ray version, the uh, the Movies Anywhere version, which you can redeem on on iTunes or Google Play, wherever you have stuff. But you can never do that with um, with gaming because you're not going to say buy this uh, Lego Christmas movie and we'll give you a copy of Lego Star Wars because it's like, well, where would I get it? Is it Android? Is it iOS? None of these places talk to each other. They're never going to partner on a movies anywhere type service. That's just not what they would do. But now, it, well, not now, but maybe five years from now when these types of apps are the same across all, all the different TV manufacturers, you could buy... Um, I don't know, uh, Mandalorian, uh, the movie, because it's so popular, there's going to be a movie and you buy it and it's $20 and it comes with a free version of a game. And then you get to play uh, X-Wing versus Star or X-Wing versus TIE Fighter or some other Star Wars game that's bundled in it because that TV and that store knows that you're on an LG TV, you have access to the Stadia app, you also have access to the GeForce Now app and the Xbox app. It'll be like, okay, you got a free copy of this game with this movie you bought. Where do you want to claim it? Then you hit a button and it's like, okay, boom, it's unlocked in your Xbox uh, library. Uh, have fun with it. And this is going to be kind of the next level of those types of um, like synergistic content agreements that these companies worked on. It was never going to happen in gaming. Like you're never going to buy something and then say, do you want it on Nintendo, Xbox or Sony? But with streaming <laughs> services, it makes it a little bit easier, right? The the uh, bless him. He was a great guest. We had him on, but Nick Calandra from from the Escapist in the interview that he did with John Justice, like, well, what if you like buy the Xbox game and they give you a code for Stadia? I'm like. That's yeah. no. You're not gonna. Yeah. You're not gonna buy a Happy Meal at McDonald's and they give you a coupon <laughs> for free pizza at Pizza Hut. Yeah. Like that was, that's. They don't want no. Or or well, no, Burger King in that case, but still. That was a real. That was a real. I saw John. You could see in John Justice's face at that moment. That was a real like. You don't, you don't get it, do you? Yeah. Kind of thing. You know that is not the direction of travel. You know, physical product. Thank you, but no. Yeah, I, I'll put that on it, the discard pile. Yeah, Jerry, we talked. Um, I mean, Stadia essentially is the first app to be integrated into LG TVs. GeForce Now. There was initially a flurry of noise that it was coming out as well, and then got retracted. So we can assume it's coming, but it's not official yet. What are your thoughts for services like Amazon Luna? Do you think uh, Amazon are, are going to want to play their their cards closer to their chest? Amazon Luna is sure a tough one, and. I don't know what their ultimate plan is going to be. Amazon's doing things differently, completely different from Stadia um, and GeForce. Now, the interesting thing I find with cloud gaming is nobody's doing the same thing. And I actually really like that. There's no Stadia for Stadia, GeForce Now for GeForce Now, and so on. We all compare them. We, we all compete against them and say who's better, this and that. But the truth is they're all so different, it actually makes it kind of hard. A lot of the videos I make are difficult because Stadia is so different, GeForce Now is so different, Shadow PC is different. And Luna certainly is a lot different. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I, th I like their Luna app, and I think their goal would also be to shift. Look, money is the big talker. And the last thing I had read about cloud gaming was in 2020, it was somewhere under $300 million that cloud gaming in general had made. By 2023, which is not far off, two years from now, $4.3 billion is what cloud gaming is, is expected to generate. That's why you see LG launching with app support. That's why you see Phil Spencer from Xbox saying they want xCloud on every TV. They've already put it on every Android uh, phone. They had a, a three-month thing last year. You bought the new Samsung Android phone. You got Game Pass. You got uh, xCloud. You got all that kind of stuff to go on there, and they want it all on TVs too. So I think, yeah, Amazon Luna will go that way, but they're going to be like the last. Um, you know, they're behind everybody else. They're in their beta stage. You know, it took me months to get my access because I don't think anyone but America can still access uh, mm -hmm. Luna. So they'll be the last, but definitely they'll want to be there because if anybody else is there making money, then Amazon wants to be there making money. And that's the ultimate driver for all of these companies is they see money.
gaming has become the top form of entertainment in the world. So everybody's going to push that way. Do you think Luna then will just be uh, just another, uh, like a button on on the Amazon Prime sort of section in there? You just, you know, like click click on click on that. Yeah. uh, Fire TVs, you'll probably see the button. You'll have an easy way to get on there. And I think also you're going to see the Luna Plus channel rolled into Prime memberships eventually when they come out of beta as well. And then you'll just purchase the additional channels. But yeah, I I can't see them charging uh, Prime members. I think they're going to roll that right in. So. Do you think that GeForce Now is going to be the odd man out in this? I I understand that LG probably will have it at some point, but the the appeal of a Stadia, a PlayStation Now, an XCloud, and a and a Luna is that you pay the money and then you get games, or you get with Stadia, then you just find the game you want, you hit buy, and you hit and you play and you go. But with GeForce Now, there are so many extra hoops to jump through. If you're the 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 mom who buys the new TV and it goes in the living room and the ten year old sees a picture of stacks on stacks on stacks or whatever with a play now button and it happens to be stadia and you just hit go and hand them a controller that's different but if it's okay well then you also gotta like you gotta sign up for that well it's gonna be like the founders thing so you're only actually gonna get to play for an hour on your living room tv if you don't get stuck in a queue how is a queue even gonna work if you're on are you gonna sit there with your tv maybe a little pop-up that says hey your your place is finally here but now you're in the middle of a movie and then you gotta add your steam account so now you gotta remember oh hold on let me go get my phone for this team okay good password <laughs> type 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 with the controller no shoot hold on let me regenerate the like none of that is going to be a tv experience so i i'll keep this very short geforce now's business model as it stands today is not going to have long-term success they have to change that business model period point blank end of story it's not going to be i don't care what they've said in the public and i know look companies put front-facing statements out all the time to try to make it seem like everything's copacetic everything's fine but when you look at the numbers and the the dollar amounts for that service they don't add up they just don't add up especially because they don't have their own storefront so they're going to have to overhaul that business model and they're going to have to get to your point they're going to have to get away from those barriers because no one is going to deal with that on a television they're not going to want to have to load GeForce now, then go load a separate launcher, then another one to sign in, then another one. That's not going to fly in the new direction that consumers want. So they've got to figure things out. And um, I think their biggest hurdle right now isn't even so much the free service. I know I've harped on that one in the past about just having the one hour. The limitation of six hours on that paid service, that ain't going to cut it. They're going to have to figure something out on that long term when they get more blades installed um, to try to make that service be profitable. I, I'm almost sure that GeForce Now is being used as a watch leader for GeForce Now just to keep their name in the market because yeah. I want people to think of a gaming GeForce. Oh, I need a new GeForce card. Uh, I don't need a new video card. I need a new GeForce card. Um, but what they really need to in, invest some time in, in the, the short term, like within the next three months, is they need to have a unified launcher. So it needs to scan your Epic Store library, your GOG library, your Steam library, not just Steam, but all of them. And you need to have icons of all the games that you own. Uh, because like, I, I just bought Bug Snacks on Epic Game Store because it was on sale. I got it for 10 bucks. It was crazy. It's awesome. I want to play the game. Can I play it on GeForce now? Maybe. You look at their website that has all the lists of games and that... The, the fact that that's a step is too much for most people. But then that that list maybe isn't uh, as accurate as it needs to be. Um, but then you go to play the game, and then you have to log into Epic, you have to do all this stuff. That won't work on a TV. So they need to change all that for a TV app to work for GeForce Now, because no one yeah. wants to punch in their authenticator code with uh, with little clicky things on a remote. Because by the time you get to the end of it, your, your authenticator is going to have a new code, and you have to erase it and then type it back in. Jerry, Jerry, I see, I see Jerry wanting to jump in. Go on, Jerry, and I'm right behind you. (laughs) Well, everyone knows from my channel, I'm a huge GeForce Now fan. I have been since it came out. But this is where I talk about everything is different when it comes to cloud gaming. Stadia is king of convenience. Absolutely, they are not king of gaming performance. I'll get. They definitely have to work on that. We need upgrades in hardware or better porting of the games. I will not play Assassin's Creed Valhalla at 30 FPS. It's absolutely unplayable on Stadia. But their convenience is amazing and their streaming tech is amazing. GeForce Now is not that. GeForce Now and NVIDIA marketed it really good with their RTX 3000 series cards. It's a add-on for PC gamers 
who are already gaming on PC, which there's about 100 billion of those. There's plenty of them, not 100 billion. You know what I'm saying? There's tons of <laughs> Only PC. in Connecticut. It's, um, <laughs> it, it's, it's like 1.1 billion PC players around the world, something like that, if I remember the numbers. It's a ton. Um, GeForce Now doesn't need to be anything different. It only needs to cater to the PC gamers and to someone like me who I don't use two-factor authentication. Hate it. Don't care if I get hacked. Never have. I won't use it. So when I go on GeForce Now, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I never re-sign in. So it's not a problem for me. I'm always right into the service. No issues. I can play on my TV through my shield. I can play on my phone now because iPhone now has uh, GeForce Now. So I buy the game in one place. And I can play it on Shadow, Maximum Settings, any device I want through GeForce Now. I've only bought it once. If I want to play like Assassin's Creed Valhalla with my cross save, I have to buy it on PC and Stadia. Uh, so I'm going to have to purchase it twice. So I don't think, I think you'll see UI changes, login changes. You're going to see 4K come. I've talked to a couple of people at NVIDIA about what is coming for the service. Uh, since they went over 5 million users, they definitely have a lot of things they're working on. But I have no problem with them staying the cloud gaming service for PC gamers because PC gamers aren't going anywhere. There's always going to be over a billion of those, and they don't have to cater to everyone else. It's nice to have a cloud gaming service that's different for everybody's needs. And to be fair, I, I, you know, I've got them all um, like you, and I play GeForce Now on my TV using Fire Stick TV and my PlayStation PS4 controller. Um, I don't use two-factor authentication either. I just go Valhalla, and I'm in. So and Lloyd, Lloyd, the technical person, is sitting here going, "No, no, I'm gonna have to leave the show. I can't do." I do everywhere else, right? And honestly, everywhere else is two FA. But you, you're Rock, right; you can't do that on there. Rock, you are also the owner of a technology firm. Wait a minute. That's, I just yeah, but I just use very long passwords. There you go. Two factors, too annoying. It's, I just, that, that would be fine if GeForce would actually remember my password, which it never does. <laughs> it does that I for some to, people. It's I so to weird. I in my 30-character password every single time, even without two-factor authentication. Uh, GeForce is never going to be the TV thing. You need a console experience on a TV. Right. You, you right. It's, very, it's very situational, as Jerry, yeah, as Jerry yeah, rightly says. Exactly. I, I think it's just, just going to be interesting to see what their long-term strategy is business model-wise, because it, like all the things Jerry said, I don't disagree with, by the way. I actually think Jerry's spot on. I think they want that to be profitable, and the current state that it's in, I don't think long-term is profitable. I think they're going to have to make some changes to that business model. And I'm sure they will. NVIDIA is not, I'm not saying they're not smart. They don't know what they're doing. I think part of this is because they don't have enough blades, but I, I know they've got to be rethinking this because that, again, it's all going to come down to, they don't want to lose money on this on top of then trying to then tackle the physical hardware, trying to sell it. That doesn't work for them. So that, that's all I was trying to get at. <clears throat> yeah. And, and their, their business model is going to have to change, which will affect the TVs to keep it on topic a little bit, because you can't have a service where your biggest game could just disappear tomorrow because someone decides yeah. to turn right. off the switch. Right. So right. that, that needs to change. But for TV, TV wise, I can't see them coming on anytime soon, except for something that you sideload yourself. Uh, it won't. I don't think it'll be baked in uh, on. It won't be put on a box. It, it won't be the first icon that shows up. Um, but if they make some some small changes to the way that they they run their business, they could definitely be uh, someone. They, they could be a, a a service that is prevalent on TVs as well. Yeah, I think Jerry said the primary the pro, you know it's primarily it, the, the cloud gaming market is big enough to have its specific niches and you know deliver certain things to certain people. And GeForce now is absolutely aimed at pc gamers you know who have existing pc games not console games pc games who mm -hmm. like playing on keyboard and mouse and particular types of pc games and stuff like that the fact that it is an app and it just so happens you could play it on tv but it that's not that's just a sort of an extra added thing it's not going to have much use, I think, from a TV point of view, whereas the other apps are being built and with specifically with actually, you know, where we want to go to the new, the next billion gamers who have been playing games on their phone. And now we can offer AAA games to them via their TV without the need of a PC or a console, whatever. That's where the apps on TV are really aiming at the next generation, you know, the next billion gamers. Whereas I think yep. Nvidia, as Jerry said, we just got to keep promoting and selling the Nvidia and the brand and the Nvidia product, and that's all about PC gaming, and that's fine because there's enough enough market there. It's just that they're but moving into the future version of that market, which is where people who play PC games 
will start playing PC games on their computers, but via the cloud. Excellent. Gentlemen, we have reached the end of our little cloud gaming journey. Thank you very much indeed. Let's do the usuals and uh, do the rounds, find out where people can find it. Start with you, Lloyd. Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Dasme, D-A-S-M-E. would love to chat with each and every one of you that's listening to this one. Just hit me up on Twitter. Uh, you can also check out StadiaCast. We record it uh, live every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern over at youtube.com slash nerdnest or nerdnest.tv. Uh, we'd also love to see you find folks there or check out Res TV for all my audio podcast goodness. Excellent. Clive. Yeah, I'm at Clive Illenden on Twitter and YouTube forward Clive Illenden for my stadium Monday night chat every night, uh, every 10 p.m. UTC on a Monday night. Thank you, Avery. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Charm City A because I live in Charm City and my first initial is A. And you can catch me on the Stadia Source channel. Uh, Stadia Source, your number one source for Stadia news and reviews. Thank you, Chase. Oh, I thought I was going last. Uh, so you can ah. find me. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at, <laughs> at Phantom UFC Fan. You can also find me on my new ch uh, channel that I uh, started at, at the beginning of the new year. Uh, the Gaming Advocate. Just search that on uh, YouTube and you'll find me. And you can also find me Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for my weekly Saturday morning coffee talk. Fantastic. And finally, Jerry, thank you very much for coming on today. It's been a real pleasure to have you. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you having me on here. It was a lot of fun to talk with all you guys about this subject. And um, yeah, at Game Tech Planet on Twitter and just go search Game Tech Planet on YouTube. You'll find me. There's like a freaking million videos. So that's uh, super and they're excellent as well i watched one earlier i watched uh let me see it was it valhalla on on luna uh geforce now and stadia yeah very good <laughs> those videos get love and hate just depends on who's watching it yeah well uh, yeah, of course <laughs> there are fans everywhere aren't there so we hope you've enjoyed the show uh, we'll be back next week of course with another great question a bursting question to be answered as always stay safe and uh, keep your head in the game and your eye firmly on the cloud. Take care. Oh, we've got no noise.